Welcome to the Camera Therapy Podcast, and today we are talking about the 24-105 versus the 24-70. Which one should you get? And honestly, it's not as simple as get that one because it's better. Uh, it really depends on what you're using it for, and today we're going to kind of discuss it and kind of just debunk this whole thing right here. So let's get into it. Let me ask you right off the bat, which one would you go for? 24-70. Why? One it's sharper every single time you do a test between a 24 to 70 or 105 and to clarify for people listening this is not brand specific there's different versions of this lens from every brand canon's got one nikon's got one sigma makes one too and there's equivalents in the fuji world as well and i'm sure you can speak for panasonic when there's less glass it's sharper and the 24 to 70 in most cases is also a 2.8 so that also leaves in a little bit more room for light. It's not exactly a full stop, if I'm not mistaken. It's like almost a full stop, but it's a little bit more light. It's not a whole lot, but it is a little bit. And to me, sharpness sharpness matters. It doesn't matter to everybody. Uh, there are more practical reasons to go for the 105, but that's why I'd go for the 24 to 70. It's the sharpness and some of the extra light. And honestly speaking, if you ask me, I think it depends on what you're using it for. For me, I actually go for the 24 to 105. I'll give you a quick gist of why I personally go for the 24 to 105. One, that extra stop of light does not make a big difference for me. I, for the most part, it's funny because you would think I would be the one to go for a 24 to 70 just because in most situations, because I shoot events, weddings, that kind of thing, it's more unpredictable. So, you know, you think, oh, you need, you know, all the low light you can get. But I still, honestly, when even when I was shooting on cameras with that were not as good in low light, I still would go for a 24 to 105 because honestly speaking that range is just much more important to me than that extra stop of light and it just seemed more essential for me to be able to zoom in far enough um, just to have that flexibility because if I'm shooting an event and you know someone's moving really quickly that kind of thing um, there might be times where I don't really want to like if I could be a fly on the wall as much as possible I'd rather do that and for for those that don't know 24 to 105 just means you can zoom in a bit more than a 24 to 70. So I like having that range more than that extra stop of light. I, I think it just matters more to me. I totally agree with you on that. Like you definitely need that in events. You never know how far you can get. You don't always have the luxury of scouting locations the way I do in my work. So I would totally make the same choice as you. You know what? I guess I could ask you this, but I'm, I'm going to say this too. Like do you think the sharpness is something people notice or do, do you think that's us just being perfectionist? Like, do you think like the average person in like someone watching a video is going to notice that? I don't think the average person will notice it, especially if we're talking about how much things get decompressed on YouTube. The average person won't notice it. But if you do the kind of work that I'm trying to do, which is more crafted creative work and not so much event that's where the notice the the difference is noticed um because when we watch movies like i think a lot of us take this for granted there's a lot of subconscious psychological conditioning that's already been done for us while we've grown up watching movies and when we see an image that looks quote-unquote cinematic that means a lot of things sometimes it means sharpness it means the way things are lit how the camera's moving, all of these things. I, I could keep the list going on, but when something looks sharp, that definitely is one of the many factors that plays into 
how professional or cinematic and i hate using those words but there is that subconscious uh connection we have to to an image when we see it in a specific context when you're going to watch something like a short film or a movie per se whereas it when it comes to i'd say event work i don't think i'd want i would purposely stay away from it being overly sharp um because one that's not flattering for the average person they don't have all the tools that the a film set would have to make someone look flawless even with a sharp lens um and it's just more work for you in post if you want to soften it up so why not just start with something that's good to begin with i'm gonna make some points i love that you and i have two different perspectives on this because it's just gonna make it so much more interesting does the 24 to 70 have um image stabilization no not that i know of none of them do okay so you guys have to keep that into put that into context as well if you're filming something like corporate or you know stuff like that where you're on a tripod on a monopod then a 24 to 70 you could use that if you're trying to shoot with the 24 to 70 handheld unless your body has image stabilization you're gonna get a bit of a shaky image whereas the 24 to 105 usually has built-in image stabilization into the lens and a massive actually what do you have to say about that one actually like does that is does that bother you like as far as like when you're filming not having the flexibility of having that image stabilization in a 24 to 70 yeah well, here's a short here's a small story nothing too long but when i first bought my fuji i bought the equivalent of a 24 to 70 it's the 16 to 55 in fuji's lenses um that's what they call it the focal length but it's a 24 to 70 equivalent because Fuji is a crop sensor. For those of you who don't know, when you have a full frame sensor, the, the term 24 to 70 or the numbers that you keep hearing, we're talking that in full frame terms. But every brand and company has different numbers for that full frame equivalent. So for me, it was a 16 to 55. I got that lens because I was about to go on a trip and I wanted something that is sharp and I wanted something that can zoom a little bit. Um, I, I didn't need something crazy. And that was an expensive lens. I think it's like $1,600 or something. And I literally hated all the footage I shot with that on the trip because it was so terribly shaky. There was no in-body stabilization on my camera and there was nothing on the lens. And the funniest part is I could have easily just stuck with a kit lens, which is an 18 to 55, and it has built-in image stabilization. I should have just stuck with that. It's not an f2.8 constant the way the 16 to 55 was or again the 24 to 70 equivalent but that stabilization would have saved my ass because when you're traveling and moving around you're just trying to make a nice quick travel vlog you don't have the luxury of bringing out a gimbal or a tripod all the time you're hand holding most of it i'd be sitting in a car shooting outside of a window and how am i going to get that stable it's going to be crazy hard so to answer your question yeah it does matter depending on what you're doing if I was on a set, it wouldn't matter because I would have the gear, but I wasn't on a set. And sometimes, especially the cameras the average person is going to own, like the one that I have, I'm not always going to use it for filmmaking. I'm going to use it for my day-to-day -day life as well. And I, it's good to know that I can do use this in more than just film set environments. I've never really been one to go for a 24-70. to 70. Um, I love shooting handheld always have loved shooting handheld i just like running and gunning 
And so 24 to 70 has always been out of the picture for me. And honestly, the biggest factor for me that kind of makes me lean more to the 24 to 105 is just pricing. The 24 to set, like if you just go on, I just went on a camera website just to see what prices are right now. A 24 to 70 Canon 2.8 L series lens is $24.99. This is Canadian currency, by the way. And then if we go to a 24 to 105, almost half the price, it's $14.49. Huge so not a difference. Yeah, massive difference. So the 24 to 70 is the one where it has a constant aperture 2.8, no image stabilization, um, but it is going to be a bit sharper. The 24 to 105 is a constant aperture of f4, it does have image stabilization. Um, it's not as sharp as the 24 to 70, um, but if, you, if you're asking for my opinion, I don't think it's something you're necessarily going to see, especially if you're not you know, a pro at this point, then I would definitely go for the 24 to 105, just because in order to really, I guess, get what you want out of a 24 to 70, you need to know the basic fundamentals of how to use your camera first. If you can, if you're buying a Canon camera and it comes with a 24 to 105, then I would opt for that lens. And speaking of, right now, I'm literally, actually, let me backtrack. What do you, um, how do you feel about that? About going for a 24 to 105? Not necessarily going for a 24 to 105, but just in terms of like if someone's starting out because I, I just, see. I was just, yeah, yeah, I was just saying, yeah. No, I totally agree there. Um, starting out with a 24 to 105 is going to help you even appreciate the 24 to 70 more. Um, I know someone who's recently looking to upgrade their equipment and they didn't buy like the L series or G master versions of, which are, if nobody knows this, they're, every camera brand has like a regular version of their lens and then they've got like the more expensive quote-unquote professional version and all that really means is it's usually sharper and probably has a lower f-stop but yeah they they want that when they picked up their camera they expressed to me how they were it there was so much to learn and they didn't they felt like there was too much to take on but now almost a year and a half later they've they've gotten to a point where they're like i can actually notice that my lens is not making me happy anymore because it's not sharp enough for the work I want to do and it's not giving me the quality I want to have. All that's to say is if any one of you guys start out with a 24 to 105 or any sort of kit lens that comes with your camera, you'll appreciate it more when you hit that ceiling with that gear and you'll know when it's time to upgrade instead of just having the best from day one and not really knowing what why that's so expensive or why it's so good for you yeah i completely agree with that when you first start out shooting you don't really completely know yourself uh, when it comes to camera gear i wasted a lot of money in the beginning because i was getting at the time i had a good discount on certain camera gear so i was able to get what i wanted so i bought like five different lenses and only ended up really using two of them and up to this day the two lenses i use at this point always is a 24 to 105 and then i use the 18 to 35 so i have my little prime zoom and then i have that lens that i always talk about on this podcast and then my 24 to 105 my 24 and to put i want to give you guys a visual so if i'm filming a wedding day in the beginning of the day when i'm like when i have more control of a situation i'll shoot on my 18 to 35 like when i'm you know, with the bride in the morning, or if you're shooting 
or I'll start with a wedding. So if, if I'm in the with the bride in the morning, that kind of thing, situations where I have control of things. Situations where I don't have control of things is like a ceremony or a reception when there's speeches going on. Those are times when, not necessarily speeches, but more like first dance, stuff like that where I can't repeat that stuff. It happens and then that's it. So that's when you want to be using a 24 to 105 because you never know what's going to happen. So having that extra focal length means uh, you can zoom in a bit more rather than you have to, having to step forward to be closer. You'll run into situations like where people get in your way, things will happen. And if someone gets in your way, I mean, you can't like assault them. Pretty much you can't just, sometimes you can't step forward, you can't move. So then you got to be able to zoom to maybe crop someone out who just kind of stepped in front, not in front of your camera, but they're kind of in your shot, that kind of thing. So that's why I love this lens. It saved me many times. It's decently priced no matter where you are. This has always been a lens that I just enjoyed using and it gives me the ability to run and gun with that image stabilization. So I can't complain. 24 to 105 takes uh, takes a cake for me. Also, I love how you keep calling your Sigma 18 to 35 a prime zoom. I just wanna make sure everyone listening knows that's not a real term. <laughs> just don't go Googling prime zoom because I know what Damien means when he's saying that. What he's basically saying is that it's a it's sharp enough to basically be a prime lens because prime, prime lenses are. What's a prime zoom, dude? <laughs> is that <laughs> is that actually a real term? No, it's not. So the reason why I call it a prime zoom, guys, is because the aperture on this thing is like the equivalent of a prime. Most prime lenses are like the aperture is like 1.8, 1.4, 1.2. In this case, this lens you can have the aperture at 1.8. So there's no zoom, like there's no zooms on the market that do that. Yeah, so it's one of a kind. It. It's really a one of a kind lens. So that's why I love this lens because it's so sharp. The colors that you get out of it are beautiful. The bokeh is beautiful. It's sharp as always with Sigma. And honestly, it's just a, it's just an amazing, like just an amazing lens. So yeah, man. Yeah, I love, I, that, I love that lens. I miss shooting on it. Let me put into perspective. Okay, other than weddings, when it comes to between 24 to 70 and 24 to 105, I know a lot of wedding videographers that actually would prefer the 24 to 70 and they'll swear by it because they're like, oh, you need that extra stop of light. No, Guys, that's, you know, I, I think that's BS too. I think so too. Honestly, if you know what you're doing, you pay attention to lighting, learn how to manipulate lighting, understand lighting, and you understand the exposure triangle on your camera, guys, you'll be good. You'll be able to, you'll know how to use lighting. You'll know how to control the noise in your, your image, that kind of thing. And there's just other ways to combat that. And to be honest with you, these days, I don't have issues. My last camera wasn't even a full frame camera. It was a micro four thirds. And I still made that happen. The lens I had on that camera was still a 24 to 105. And I still shot with a micro four thirds, which is a much smaller, it's half the size of a full frame sensor pretty much. Are you and talking I still about made... the Olympus 12 to 100? Yes. Oh, that's a crazy lens. I miss that lens. I know, right? But that lens almost made me not want to leave micro four thirds, but... Yeah, that lens is like, it's, it's something special because you get... The equivalent of 24 to 200 for zoom range. There's crop fat. I won't even get really into that. But yeah, if you it gets, ask it gets me real I'm, techie. Yeah, it gets real techie. I had to do like me and Aline used to work at a camera store and like we would literally sit there 
and I was discussing with him what lenses I was going to buy. And when I discussed that lens, we went on a whole rabbit hole just to do the math and just like nerd out about this, this lens for this camera and the setup. Like it's a process, man. If you guys have any questions about your camera setup too, as well, you can hit me or lean up. I just volunteered him into this. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can I'm, hit me I'm, or I'm lean helpful. Up. I'm nice. Yeah. You can let me know. Depends on what day it is. Uh, you can let me know, <laughs> let us know uh, what camera setup you're thinking of doing, and we can let you know if it's good for your situation. If you guys are doing music videos and you want the 24 to 70 for that extra stop of light, and you have the money to invest in it, then yes, I would go for the 24 to 70, and I would try to get a camera with stabilization in the body if you want to shoot handheld. If handheld's not your thing and you're still doing music videos, then maybe put the camera on a tripod or a monopod or something like that but um or a gimbal that would be good but yeah you just gotta weigh pros and cons most music video directors i know that are successful they're gonna they do get the 24 to 70 and they'll usually have it on a gimbal or if they're gonna shoot handheld it's to add that effect like because there's a lot going that's another thing you gotta ask yourself if you're even gonna notice the jitters so what i do what i used to do my last camera didn't have image stabilization and my little super prime zoom that i was talking about earlier the 18 to 35 there's no stabilization in that lens and most primes don't have sta all primes pretty much don't have image stabilization what i would do is when i got to the wedding receptions or any event where there was dancing going on, I would just shoot handheld with no stabilization in the lens, no stabilization in the body. And honestly, it didn't matter because when there's so much movement going on in your image, you're not going to notice those camera jitters and stuff like that. So if you're filming something that's very high like intensity, like a lot of movement going on, try to keep your hand as still as you can, obviously. You still wanna balance the camera, but if you have a pretty steady hand, you're not going to notice those camera jitters because there's a lot going on in the image that's very fast moving. And documentary shooters, you guys are going to love the 24 to 105. Uh, you never know when you need that extra range. If you're catching B-roll, if you're trying to like, you know, record some sneaky footage. 24 to 105, is, I think, is a, the better choice for you. Yeah, I mean, like if you're doing like a bear documentary and you have that 24 to 105, that's a couple more millimeters you have from getting attacked by a bear so i mean like you know i'd rather be safe than sorry exactly yeah guys uh are there any other scenarios where i mean if you're just like a hobbyist like you're just someone who's kind of just like filming different things like your family or stuff like that i would definitely go for the 24 to 105 if you're traveling i'd go for the 24 to 105 because honestly most of the time you'll be outside don't just buy the 24 to 70 because you think it's a better lens. You'll walk into any camera store, they'll tell you it's the better lens. It is the better lens, but it's like a thousand dollars more. So you got to ask yourself if it's worth paying uh, that extra thousand dollars. And for most of you listening, honestly, my answer is no. Yes. And it's um, only better, like if you've been listening, you'll know it's only better in some ways. It's not better for everybody. Yes, there's no one-size-fits-all, guys. Um, everyone has a different setup uh, for the most part, and your situation could be entirely different than the next person. I would say if you guys are doing events, if you're in situations where you can't reshoot those scenes type thing, I'll go for a 24 to 105, unless you can use the 24 to 70 in a way that's efficient and you can make sure that... I'm talking about the 24 to 70 like it's a prime. I mean, you could still use the 24 to 70, but I would say if you're doing weddings, guys, particularly, or events, 
go with the 24 to 105. If you're doing like music videos, corporate, something, some things where like you have a, a bit more control of the environment, go to 24 to 70. But 24 to 105 would still be good in those situations too. You have to ask yourself, do you want that extra stop of light or do you want that range? Really just ask yourself that question. And for me, I need that extra range because I like to fade into the background. I like being a fly on the wall. I don't like being up in people's face. That's why I like 24 to 105. What about you for the 24 to 70? Why, like, what's your philosophy on why, like, why do you choose that lens? Um, I really just need the best quality image. Um, and I don't have the situation where I need to, you know, work around unpredictable environments. Most of my, anytime I shoot something, it's very staged. It's rehearsed. We make sure everything is perfect for us. The only thing holding us back at that point is image quality. And if we can get something that's a bit sharper, I'll go for that because I can choose to bring that down later if I need to, but I can't make a soft image sharper later. What Aline's pretty much saying is, and what he's reminding you in this episode, like every other episode, is that he's the bougie one on this podcast and he needs the best <laughs> of the best. Yep, that's me. I'll gladly drop another thousand dollars just for like 10% more sharpness. The one misconception that I think people have when it comes to these two lenses is they say like the 24 to 70 is more bokehlicious. The answer is yeah, but is it that much more bokehlicious? I'm gonna say nah. Yeah, if bokeh's your thing, I'd be like, please just get a prime. The 24 to 70 is not cheap. If your focus is bokeh, 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 like that blurred background look, yeah, like Aline just said, invest in a good prime lens. Um, that's not really why I would get this lens. The 24 to 70 is like a, yes, a very popular lens, but I don't know. It's just not my go-to. And depending on what camera system you're on, it gets ridiculously expensive. The 24 to 70 on the Sony, how much is that? It's like a $3,000 lens, right? Something like that? Yeah, I, I think it touches 3000 Yeah, so the G Master. And what did you say? You said your friend had the whole thing where he was shooting on his G Master and it wasn't as sharp as your, no, your kit lens. No, he, he was shooting on, it wasn't a G Master lens, but it was just a regular Sony lens. I just thought it was funny because I was comparing the Sony full frame 85mm, the non-G Master, to my Fuji X-T3 crop sensor camera with an 18-55 to kit lens. And my lens was way sharper, like it wasn't even close. So don't believe the hype, guys. Do your own research. Really do your own research. Some people yeah. will tell you to buy the best of the best. Sometimes it's not the best yeah. for you. The, the more money you drop isn't always correlating to more quality in every direction. Sometimes the more money you drop is going towards other parts of the image. It could be aperture. It could be sharpness. It could be zoom range. So really figure out what you need because it's not all about the most expensive gear. So with that being said, if this was hella confusing, did we just make things more difficult for you? If this makes you ask more questions, you can hit us up on the Camera Therapy Podcast on Instagram, drop comment, DMs, and we'll catch you in the next one. Drop comment. So drop a comment. Uh, maybe it didn't maybe it didn't come out fully, but I said drop a comment. <laughs> that it you can leave that in <laughs> all i heard was drop comments <laughs> drop english pretty sure i said what i think i said i guess i'll have to play it back and see